0: The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and can't wait to see what God has in store for you.
1: Hello, Keys for Life listeners. I'm so glad you're with us again today. Uh, I am just absolutely thrilled to have back as our guest again this week, uh, LaWanda Martinez, and she was with us the last time. I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to that uh, podcast because there were so many keys that were given And I'm going to tell you, you gain every time you utilize, put into action, or activate a key of truth so that you can move further ahead. And so we want to, uh, again, welcome Lawanda. And uh, don't forget, just one one thing I wanted to say before I introduce her, you know, it's so important that we understand what our mission is in life. And really, our mission for our Keys for Life podcast and for Life Builders seminars is to equip and empower women for life. Now, if you're a man, you're included in that, but this is really an organization that was founded uh, for women to really help them to uh, increase and be aware of who they are and how to uh, develop themselves so that they can be a success in life. And so with that, again, now I'd like to introduce LaWanda and have her just tell us a little bit about herself. In our our last podcast, I know that she uh, shared quite a bit uh, about her previous experiences in life. Please go back and listen to that, but I'd like for her to, to just share a little Bit more, and then tell us a little bit more about herself. Okay, so thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being
2: here. I um, I am one of the products of Life Builders of the women being equipped and empowered for life because Life Builders Life Builders has truly equipped me to live out the mission and the calling that God has for my life. Um, I am a mom. I have four four adult children. I have four grandchildren as well, and one on the way. So I'm also a grandma. But I was a teen mom. I had a baby at 15 years old. And also, I I um, was in a toxic marriage. And I was in an abusive marriage. And so um, this was later on in my life. And I ended up going to a women's shelter. And um, it was there I was able to Get the opportunity in this adverse situation to go to school. And I went and I got a certificate to be a paralegal because I always desired to be a lawyer. And I thought, well, at least I could get in the legal field by being a paralegal. So currently, right now, I'm employed as a paralegal. I've been a paralegal for 23 years. And I also, um, really moved around a lot in my life. I moved about 57 times and I'm only 46 years old. Okay. That's a lot. A and rolling so, stone. There you, there you go. There you go. Um, so I have a, a story of from being homeless to a homeowner. I have a story of living in motels. I have a story of renting rooms from family members or other people. And, um, and my children had a had kind to of come along on the journey because of my own disobedience, because of my own poor choices, because of, um, things that I allowed in my life and direction that I didn't have. But it wasn't until I really got stability in the house of the Lord and made, um, put my roots in my home church, that stability started coming. And every move, I really began to see Romans eight twenty eight come into play where it is, um, Romans 8, 28 come into play where it says all things work together for good um, to those who love the Lord and who are called for his purpose. Now, the things that are working for good are for those who love the Lord and who are called for his purpose. So right now your life might be a mess. Your life might be all over the place and you're saying, well, you're trying to quote this scripture and believe that it's going to work out for you. But if you are not surrendered to God, and you're—he's the one that gives us the hope for our future. He's the one that, when all odds seem against us, where you're a teen mom, where you've experienced death. Um, uh, I—I I would be a widow if I would have married the my sweetheart from high school. Where I came from a history of abuse. Where I too, um, exhibited those abusive behaviors in my uh, parenting style. Um, until I came to fully surrender to the Lord, my life was. Rolling Stone. <laughs> so that's a little bit about me, but the but the good news is, is that when I came uh, to faith yes. and found God and and really got stable in my church, I became a, a servant leader. I um, started leading in small groups. I started leading in Bible study. I started to facilitate. Uh, uh, there was gifts and callings that God put in my life, and other people started to see them and pull them out and help me get developed in those areas. and And I really began to thrive in these areas. But how um, thriving really came came about for me is I had to let go of some self-protection, Good. self-preservation, Good. Um, hiding, uh, masking, and really become vulnerable and transparent. And I really learned a lot of those keys and strategies at Life Builders. My
1: biggest key is Taking personal responsibility for your own choices—that's so good. That's so good. You know, Luwanda, I know, I know it's one of the principles that you've you've really uh, got a, a real handle on. Uh, would you tell our listeners a little bit about what it looks like to really deal with and overcome resentment? Because resentment is like it's it's corrosive. And so it's like you can leave metal out in the open and it's exposed to certain things and then it begins to corrode. And once it corrodes, it breaks. And so we, we don't want to get to that place where we're so full of resentment that our life, uh, our, our life is really uh, just corroding everything that's around us and, and we're breaking. But how tell us how we can identify that and deal with that. Listen to what's coming out
2: of your mouth. Good. When you, you know, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you begin to start listening to your language or the language of people around you, you're going to start understanding what's in their heart. You're going to start hearing about the corrosion and the brokenness. We often hear a cliche that says hurting people hurt people. Broken people break people. Well, there's also healed people heal people. <laughs> Good. And so we want to get around those healers yeah. that are healed And that's how my life really started to shape. I started to see all the brokenness. I could hear the corrosion and the toxicity coming out of my mouth, the words of hate, the words of anger, um, frustration, accusation, accusing other people for the way that my life was. Um, You probably don't really know that, LaWanda, um, because the (laughs) LaWanda that you met was already starting to apply the keys. But really, I was um, broken. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was frustrated with the the, the decisions that I made. I wasn't taking personal responsibility. I was blaming other people. I was angry at my parents. I was angry at my kids. I was angry at my ex-husband. And so all of those things created and, um, roots of bitterness. Um, they created roots of bitterness. They created um, resentment like you're talking about. And as, I, as you begin to start listening to what you're saying, because I began to start hearing the words. My favorite statement was, I hate, I hate this, I hate that, I hate this. And, um, you know, I had to start taking responsibility by repenting. That's the thing I started to have to do. I had to say, I repent for, God forgive me for, Lord, I did this. And, um, I think that's one of the ways that you're going to recognize when you start having resentment. I also started to really believe God's word. And in Ephesians 4, 26, it says, do not let the sun go down upon your wrath, uh, lest a a root of bitterness grow. Um, So I had to start applying, you know, not just leaving relationships, um, not just going to bed angry, but really making things right and apologizing. That's humility, you know. Uh, another way to recognize resentment is, is pride. Like we are, um, talking about everybody else, but we're not looking at ourselves. We're accusing everyone else. And the Bible tells us that Satan is the accuser of their brethren. And when I I start looking at against all odds or adversity in my life, I have to recognize that I have an adversary, that there's an opponent. And in Ephesians six, it tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, So once I started to realize that it's not people that I'm fighting against, but it's principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, it's not the people, but is there a spirit in that person that's operating? Is there a spirit inside of me that's operating? Um, The Bible tells us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That fear is the spirit. And we have to cast that spirit out. Timidity, but also, Pastor Kathy, Dr. Kathy, I was parenting out of fear, I would, uh, I didn't know my only emotion was anger. I was always angry, angry, angry. And I hate, I hate, I hate, but I didn't realize that it was fear that when my kids were acting out that I was really embarrassed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I was angry because mm-hmm. that's the only emotion that I knew. Uh, when, when things happened and I was raising my children, I was afraid. So I would do things out of fear, but I didn't know that I was afraid. So I was acting out of anger Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sure.
1: Sure. That's good.
2: So, um, I had to recognize that, um, getting, getting close to the Lord, opening up my Bible, reading scripture and really actually believing God, believing what he says is true and then applying it. That's the only way that I ever got out of any of the struggles that I've been through, any of the hardships that I've been through. I had to take God at his word. I had to believe God. And then I had to start applying those principles in my life. And one of those principles is, I had to start forgiving the people that hurt me. I had to forgive myself. That was the last and the hardest person to forgive because I made these choices and decisions and I didn't really want to look in the mirror and see that I did it. Mm-hmm. So I had to start, you know, forgiving my parents or my exes or. Um, you know my job or wh- whoever it was that hurt me, and uh, I don't want that bitterness. I don't want that resentment, that corrosion in my life. It's 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 only going to make you an empty person. It's only going to make you a shallow person, and you're you're not going to be able to go very far because you're
1: corroded. And um, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of what I'm... Yeah, there you go. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. The bottom line is Forgive. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. You know. Uh, And I love the fact that you said, listen to what comes out of your mouth. Uh, I would also encourage you, sometimes it doesn't come out of our mouth because we don't want others to hear what we're saying, but our voice, our our inward thinking and that inward voice and that dialogue Mm -hmm. that we have can be so detrimental to us because we will fault ourselves and we will accuse ourselves. it doesn't we don't need an accuser when we're doing it oh,
2: exactly that narrative that yeah, story we, that we're telling ourselves we, in our we head.
1: do a fine job yeah the, the, the enemy says oh don't need to help her she's doing good but you know <laughs> i, I want to go back and well we're right on that little topic and then we're going to move forward for some things but as lawanda was talking uh, one of my favorite scriptures and you might say a favorite scripture like that yes because i had to apply it so many times times, but it's in Hebrews and it is Hebrews uh, 12 verse 15. And it says, we have to watch diligently lest we fail the grace of God, lest a root of bitterness springing up in us trouble us and thereby many are defiled. What an interesting thought that verse Mm -hmm. is. So let me just run it back to you real quick so that we can say, okay, I can apply that to myself. We have to watch lest we fail the grace of God. So God's grace is always being poured out for us. And it's all we have to do is position and receive, position and receive, position and receive. So once we receive his grace, then we have the ability to do what we can't do on our own efforts. So we have to watch that we don't fail to receive the grace of God. Lest, because if you do, lest a root of bitterness springing up in us, listen to that. If we don't have the grace of God to enable us to do what we need to do, a root of bitterness out of a seed of bitterness will begin to spring up in us and it will trouble us. I always like to say it this way. If we're hassled in our heart or in our mind... Oh my goodness, how many times we've run around like that. Just troubled, 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 hassled, hassled, hassled. And that's all we can think about are those things that have become embittered. So if we fail to receive the grace of God, lest a root of bitterness springing up in us trouble us, and thereby, because of that, many will be defiled. Well, we like to always think of defilement as, say, like contaminated. But it's very interesting because the root of that word, in the original language, actually can be used for discolored or distorted. So it means that everything we see is, we look through that root system, and so we can't even perceive good because us all we can see is bitterness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we have to then, so what's the solution out of that one verse? It's pretty simple we go to the grace of God. So get under that place where God's grace is and be around the people who move in his grace so that you can learn by observation. Oh, that's how you did it. And so it really, you know, we we make things so very difficult and they are complex. I'm not saying they're not complex, but God doesn't make things difficult. He makes them very, very simple and very, very easy. So when you're in the grace of God, there's an ease that goes with it. hmm and you you'll be able to just move right ahead exactly and, and get exactly what you need against all odds there you go okay so whoo, that was a lot to say wasn't it yeah yeah but it was i hope you got the the essence of what we were saying so that you can apply that to your life but luana let's just talk real quick about because i love keys mm-hmm. keys open doors that we're not able to be opened in the past and uh, and so we want to get through through those things. And they also lock keys that should have been closed yep. for those doors that brought us things that were not productive. So let's look at a few keys to turning our adversity into advantage. What, what would be one that you would say? One of the keys that
2: you can use to turn um, adversity into advantage is uh, really studying God's word. Mm -hmm. really studying God's word and applying God's word. Um, we need to take it as a vital necessity. Um, the Bible tells us that at the entrance of his word brings light. Sometimes we're in darkness. And um, I, I mean, you really got to understand and know God's word like this is your life. I I understand and I memorize life uh, scriptures, not because I'm just re- rehearsing them over and over and over again or looking at an index card, but I'm using it for my dear life. Like the scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, cast down every thought, every argument that uh, exalts itself to the knowledge of God and take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ Jesus. Like there's an argument, there's a narrative. Like we were talking about those storylines that we're, we're having in our brain. We have to take those and we have to say these thoughts are, are going against the principles of God. These thoughts are condemning other people. These thoughts are accusing and yes. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, but I wouldn't know that he's the accuser unless I get into the word and study the word. So I really want to encourage the listeners to apply the word of God, to get in your word, to study the word and to know that, um, the truths. Another, another scripture is Isaiah 54, 17. It says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now it says that you shall condemn. It's a legal term. Which really means uh, you can refute this. So, when these arguments, these weapons that are being formed against you, these uh, ideas or things like that, you could say, No, I refute that. I refute that. Um, I, I, you know, these, these accusations are coming against you. I think that w- the main person that accuses ourselves is ourselves. True. true. We are having all these arguments in our head. We are putting ourselves down. We are. Um, uh, second guessing decisions are things that we've made. Um, and, and th- there's this whole battlefield going on in our minds. So in order to change the adverse situation, you have to recognize what you're thinking. You have to take down the, tear down those thoughts and you have to know and apply God's word over your thoughts. Those would be the keys that I would share.
1: That's excellent, excellent, excellent. You know, I I always like to to think about things too that uh, in just a real practical sense is that sometimes we think, is this ever going to end? Right. When when is this ever going to stop? But we have to remember that, that adversity is only temporary. Right. It has an expiration date, and God will not let it go on forever. Because the thing is that that when when we really look at the fact of what happens during adversity, mm-hmm. we, we say it's painful. Yes, mm-hmm. it may be painful. We say it's frustrating. Yes, it may be frustrating. But I'm going to tell you, God's going to use it for your good. So what do you get? You get developed. You get yeah. to learn. You get yes. to press through. Yeah. Yes. You get to uh, really uh, acknowledge God's presence, and He's in there to provide for you and deliver you from it. Uh, you know, James says this in James one twenty four. Uh, I'm sorry, one two through four. It says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials." <laughs> Who counts it joy? Well, James says we should because this is what happens: knowing that the testing of your faith. Uh, produces patience, and how am we ever going to get patience? But we have to learn how to press through. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect or complete, and lacking nothing. So, so good. next so good. time you 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 find yourself saying, "How long is this going to last?" This is going to last until we learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that's so good. It's going to
2: last till we learn. So put that on a t-shirt. <laughs>
1: That would be a great T-shirt. So so just, you know, take advantage of the disadvantage. Now, that doesn't there make sense, but that's really the practical part of it. And when it's over, just think how, you know, it's going to be tremendous, but even... Just look at this quickly here about James. He says, count it all joy. He doesn't say count it happiness. Mm-mm-mm. Happiness is based off of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Joy is based off of God's presence. Mm-hmm. That's right. Count it in all the, joy. God's in presence it with
2: me. Of, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. That's, that's what That's uh, what Psalm 1611 tells us. So <laughs> that's, that's right. It. It's based on. Can I share a little bit about this scripture and some of my... Um, sure. Uh some of my encounters with James 1 and 2 through 4, because it says, my brethren, so you could just put your name right there, and I'll put Lawanda, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Really, I'm falling into all of these trials. And he says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. See, patience is being produced. It's There's seeds growing down in, in the in the ground. It's There's something that's being developed, that God, it says at the very end, God wants you to be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. So you gotta understand that when you're encountering a hard trial, trial. You're saying, "Okay, God, you don't want me to be um just right out here. You want me to be um left with nothing, destitute. But you want me to be perfect, complete and lacking nothing." So this is an equipping time, and Life Builders is meant to equip and empower women for life. So when you're going through these various trials and temptations and these testings, your faith is producing patience. Now, when you go to the doctor's office, right, think about this. I'm just going to give you this picture so you can put it in your mind as you're driving, as you're thinking. When you're at the doctor's office and you're in the waiting room, who is waiting in the waiting room? It's the patient. The patient <laughs> waits in the waiting room. And so right now, when Good. when the trial is happening, you're waiting in the waiting room. But I also want to give you another picture of waiting. When you go to a restaurant and you're being served, who are you being served by?
1: Waiter. The
2: waiter, (laughs) right? So waiters serve. I'm going to say that again. Waiters serve. Good. So in your trials and in your testings, it doesn't mean that you cannot serve. I'm going to tell you that through my life... I had, I had a son who was 11 years old, who was out on the streets, um, getting, riding a skateboard, getting hit by cars because he was getting high. Okay. I was always trying to find this child of mine and get him back home and get him into programs and help him and take him to youth and pray because I didn't want his life to turn out. wrong. And I was under these trials and tribulations. I had another child who had mental illness and I had to um, take him to therapies and have coaches and teams in my home. And I had IEP meetings with him. And I got involved serving in, in fifth and sixth grade with my children. The Club 56 is what it was called. And I got involved serving in their youth. So even though I was incurring all these trials and tribulations, Dr. Kathy, I started to serve. I served with my children. I wanted, I wanted accountability because I didn't, want to be acting like a fool over here at home and then acting some other way at church. So I needed that for myself, but I also wanted to show my kids how I valued, um, serving and how I valued being a part of their life. And I valued God's word and I valued, um, you know, them learning. And I knew it was my responsibility, not the church's responsibility to train them up in the ways of the Lord. And so I got involved and I started to learn these things. And so when this patience is being produced and you're allowing patience to have its perfect work, You are not going to lack anything. God is giving you something good through your trial. Earlier in the podcast before... I shared one of my keys and it's, I call it my glad strategies. And I say, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. God is greater than anything I'm facing. God is greater than anything I'm facing. Say it while you're driving. Say it while you're on the treadmill right now. Say it with me. God is greater than anything I'm facing. God is not doing this to me. God is for me. Um, I am so glad that God is bigger than this situation. That's how I had to encourage the Lord, myself in the Lord. When I was going through trials with my children, trials with homelessness, trials with whatever situation I was facing i didn't have enough money god is greater than anything i'm facing god is greater than this and i would just repeat that until i believed it that's so good until i believed it so good yes. because that's what the bible says god is greater than anything we're facing and so um don't get stuck with how are you going to walk in joy or count it all joy it, it you just you just it's you're, it's adding value to you
1: that's it it's that's adding good. value to you that's good that's good and so adding value who who could who can say they don't want value added? Huh? Right, right, exactly. So sometimes uh, we, we don't get that value the way that we would like to. But I'm going to tell you, if you invest in the things that will bring value, you'll have a great rate of interest come back to you. A great rate of
2: interest. Yes. That's a mouthful. You, I love what Dr. Kathy said. I'm just going to repeat it. She said, it's going to last till you learn. And I mean, we got to quote that. It's going <laughs> to last till you learn. It's going to last till you learn. And remember that the expiration date, adversity has an expiration date. The Bible tells us, and this too shall
1: pass.
2: (laughs) So you got to remember that. And this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. It will pass. You're going through it, but you're, you're not going to leave the same way you came in. Because it's going to last until you learn. And one of my core values is learning, is learning and growing. And so I'm going to encourage you to learn to grow and to take these keys to write them down. I mean, I'm literally sitting right here next to Dr. Kathy with a pen and paper, writing down the notes about (laughs) positioning myself to receive, to have grace, to be be where the grace is. If you're at home and you're not going to church, if you're not in a body, if you're not in a community and you're just watching everything online or listening to podcasts and watching church online, you're not where the grace is is. You need to go around other believers, right? We need to yes. um, not forsake communi-
1: communing together because that's so important. Yes. You know, let, let me just say something about this. I'm, I'm just going to <laughs> go off off the tracks on this one for you. You know, so many people, what happened with COVID, they got used to, you know, the, the whole... Uh, Online community started and that, you know, at the time it was very beneficial, but it has become unbenefiting to us as we go forward because we don't have that interaction with others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people say, oh yeah, but you know, it's so much easier for me because I don't have to deal with Mm -hmm. the people. Okay. But you're going to have to deal with the people. So you're going to have to deal with them uh, at work, at home, at the supermarket, you're going to run into things. And how do you ever have the rough edges smoothed off of you by bumping into others? Mm -hmm. Now, when you're in a safe community, Mm -hmm. uh, a church that's safe, uh, you're going to have the opportunity to bump into people Mm -hmm. and have some rough edges knocked off. But that's the healthy part of yeah. training. And so I would really encourage you. You know, I had a, a mentor when I was uh, very early on in the 70s. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, the 70s. <laughs> but she she uh, used this illustration. She said, you know, uh, when we're around people, uh, it's like being in a lapidary's tumble. Now, that's a word, a, a phrase that most have never yeah, heard of. So it. let me s- explain it to you lucy it it <laughs> means okay you know that when they polish rocks they throw them into a a tumbler that you can either grind it by hand or it's electrified now and uh, all the rocks bump into each wow, other wow. and when you bump into each other it polishes wow. them by knocking off the rough edges wow. so when we're around people in a healthy healthy place, that lapidary's tumble is called community. Wow. That's and so, so we will tumble into each other, but by God's grace, wow. because he's there in each one of us, we can come out polished and shiny and ready to really exhibit the grace of God in our life. So don't, don't back away because you don't want to deal with people because people will always be around And, you know, I don't know. I I watch people sometimes at the market and I think, oh, my goodness, they they need to be around some healthy people to get some of these old rough edges knocked off because we don't know how to deal with people. We cause more trouble for ourselves. That's so so. That's the last of my encouragement for you. But that's a great key. That (laughs) is a great
2: picture. That is a great key and a great picture. So, yeah,
1: well, you know, we, we, I want to read one, one more quote for you. And then we're going to begin to wrap up here because we're right on our last ends. But James Buckman says this, he says, every trial endured and weathered in the right spirit makes a soul nobler and stronger than it was before. So I want to say to you: Be noble. Be strong. Be courageous. Be be uh, uh, victorious in and through every situation and I know it hurts sometimes mm-hmm. so there's not not a lack of empathy yeah. but I'm going to cheer you yes. on as your coach and your cheerleader yes. you can do this you know uh, it, it tells us in the Bible that a, a, a righteous man may fall down seven times yep. that means time after time after time but, but his solution is he gets, up again. Is and again. He and gets again. up again so we're we're back to against yes. all got, odds Yep, get up and go for it again And you can do it. I applaud you for every time you try. And I'm not going to... There's no condemnation when you fall. Yes. It's just getting back up again. And you can do it. So... I'm so grateful, LaWanda, that you were here today. Yes. We got some great keys yes. and I know that our listeners are going to put them into practice yes. so that we can do it again. Now, I want to just as we're closing, I just want to remind you that we have another in-person seminar coming up. Now, I'm going to tell you way ahead of time so you can put it on your calendar. Mark the day off. Don't make any other arrangements be here because yes. you're going to meet some of these great ladies that have been on our podcast. Yes. And you're going to be able to come and sit in a community that yes. is safe. And so it's it's going to be Saturday, August 26th, and again, it's in person, so it will be in Whittier, no fee. We're going to provide everything for you, and our topic is Own It. Ooh. Own it. So we're going to give you some great keys. That's really uh, be taking personal responsibility. Be looking uh, on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We'll be posting some information with everything else, and you'll be able to register on Eventbrite. But mark it down on your calendar so that you don't miss that date. So, again, thank you for being here. We bless you. We bless your your courageous attitude and yes. your willingness to be transparent. And we just say blessing to you in every aspect of your life. So we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the keys to life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post and tag us at Life Builder Seminars find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.